It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and uh, well, it's Sunday morning. I always enjoy coming and spending time with you here on 94.1 and just talking about the things of the Lord and talking about the church. As I say, this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. And uh, show number 1,162 today. That's a lot of talking over a lot of years. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, our doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another, and that seems to have worked out just fine over the years, and I am happy to uh, share with my guest today. She is a fellow lover of Southern gospel music, and her name is uh, uh, Barbara Faircloth Harless. Barbara, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. Now, we've just met here not too long ago. She is the person who's responsible for putting on the the second Sunday night of the month, Gospel Sing, down at the Woodville Methodist Church. And, yes. And I applaud you for that. Well, it's been a great run so far, and we've enjoyed it. Actually, have quite a committee of people helping out now. So, Wow. 16 years, you told me. Yes. That's yes. a long time to be committed to something like that. Yes, we started on Mother's Day. Did you? Now, what was your original thought when you decided to do this? Well, like you just mentioned, it was a dream uh-huh. that I thought the community needed uh, some way, some place to go with no strings attached, no cost or anything. And and here's some ministry. If it's not preaching, a lot of people have a little um, uh, reservation uh, about going to church. But music is a ministry in sure, itself. Sure. And I thought that would help in some way provide something for the community. And kind of draw people in. Right. That's such a thing. Now, when you first started it, did you know a lot of groups and stuff to bring in? No. <laughs> uh, but it was a process of asking people who they knew, and there were a lot of local. I had a lot of local music friends. Uh-huh. And a lot of them loved gospel music whether it's traditional Southern gospel or bluegrass, but they were very helpful in volunteering to start the programs to begin with until we could accumulate other other interest from other groups. Now, when you first started, how was the turnout in the beginning? <laughs> it was it was good. Um, you, you know, it's kind of hard to um, get the word out, but you know we did pretty good and depending on who was going to be there it would be better sometimes sometimes it would be less but well, we figured if there's a few people there those who come are getting a blessing right and you just go ahead and do it anyway yes and see yes. i love that and uh, but that's all it has to do with uh, dedication and commitment because you have to be dedicated to something like this. Because you get, you got to ride the tide. Because there's going to be times you're going to be up, you're going to be down. That just goes with it. But that's that uh, uh, dogged determination, tenacity. <laughs> well, it wasn't about the numbers. Yeah. It was about whoever showed up getting uh-huh. a blessing. And that's kind of what kept us going, that 
no matter how few or how many, it was going to be a good evening, right. a good spiritual blessing. Right. Now, what is your background in gospel music? Well, I, I grew up listening to a Sunday morning gospel show um, every Sunday morning and listening to Tennessee Ernie Ford and those kind of people sing. Um, I, you know, went to church. We sang out of the hymnal. I don't remember ever seeing a lot of groups at any of the churches I went to, but, uh, I did occasionally at some of the churches, there would be a, a group brought in like the Blackwood Brothers Quartet. Uh huh. And it was always just fabulous to hear them. Yeah, the thing is that uh, uh, to be able to bring in what we call some of the big name groups of that, that gets pretty expensive. But fortunately, there's a lot of groups around that that well, they're they're weekend warriors. Most exactly. of them, most of them, they're they're leaving out on a Friday night and they're singing over the weekend and stuff like that. And I always applaud these people. I say they're they're just great people of faith because I know that's a sacrifice for them because you say well. While you're out here singing on gospel, uh, on weekend singing gospel music, who's mowing the grass for you back at the house? <laughs> it, you know, it's a a, a real dedication uh, for the people who have a ministry in music to to do that every, every weekend or as often as they can, yeah. uh, and it's a blessing to the people that get to hear them. Sure, it is, but it, but and then they got to keep those vehicles rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's expenses, yeah. and I know when we started our program, uh, there was not a lot of money to get started with, and that's why we uh, had a lot of local people volunteer their time, um, musicians right. to come and, and provide the music. I always tell them, whenever I have a group here on the show, I always say, tell me a bus story. <laughs> yes. Oh, they got the stories. Because uh, you talk about you've got a vehicle, you put it out there every weekend, and some of them make some long trips. Yeah, we we uh, even had one that kind of uh, bit the dust uh, after one of our second Sunday sings <laughs> and had to spend the night in the parking lot until they could get it fixed and rolling again. So, <laughs> so how'd they get home? Uh, they didn't go home. Oh, really? <laughs> they uh, they, they just stayed right they there. They stayed right there. <laughs> now, was that a bus or it was it was a bus? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, those buses are notorious because some of them. Some of these buses are old that they're driving. Mm-hmm. You, you take some of these big grand buses, they'll, they'll last forever. But when they get older, the potential. <laughs> A lot of the groups have converted old Greyhound buses yeah, yeah, into yeah. Uh, something they can travel in and also stay in. Yeah. I used to have uh, some friends of mine who, who sang gospel music. It was a 1964. Mm-hmm. And uh, they drove that thing <laughs> Well, now a lot of them have pull-along U-Haul-type trailers they bring their equipment right, in and right. they pull it with a little bit more modern suv <laughs> type vehicle so they don't have that much trouble but uh, still well, it, it is a lot of work well this particular group i mean they they didn't have a, a vehicle behind so wherever they went they had to drive that big old bus right and it was a a stick shift <laughs> yeah I, I know about that the old greyhound 4104 buses yeah um, they were a challenge. The clutch and the stick didn't always go together, and the gears would get hung up. And, uh, and then the clutch goes out. And yeah, they got to fix the clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember him telling me all of the stories <laughs> about all of that. But they do it first. Of all they they have to have the love for the music, and then you always want to believe that people who come and sing gospel music believe what they're singing. 
And uh, that's why a lot of times if I'm at a gospel sing or something, if I get an opportunity just to talk to them a little bit, I don't have to talk much. I just want to hear their heart. <laughs> I, right. just, I just want to know that what they're singing, they're singing about my Lord. Do they really believe what they're singing? Well, they don't do it for the money for the most part. No. Uh, I've been amazed at uh, the groups that when I try to talk to them about money and do they what do they need they say well you know we don't really have a price on our ministry it's just a love offering if if you want to do it and so we we work things out but a lot of them don't mention money and when they find out that maybe we have been able to give them some money they're shocked really yeah so but you do have the conversation when you when you call them and you book them you always bring it up Yes. And most, I think that's yeah. good. Yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. And, and usually they say, well, we just come on a love offering basis. And most of the groups do. Yeah, they say a love offering and a meal. <laughs> and we've always <laughs> been providing a meal. We started out planning to just have snacks uh-huh. after the music. Right. But the very first one, that didn't ever happen. We had a full meal from the very first one on. So it, that's been a tradition of our particular second that's, Sunday that's rather unique too because that's a that's another sacrifice for people who are cooking the meal preparing the meal and providing the food right to do it right now, fortunately where you are there you're in a church setting there's a nice fellowship hall and a kitchen which makes it a whole lot easier i mean if you're in some other type of facility that may not be possible right but the situation you have there you you have it all ready to go. I mean, our place to do it. People can sit down, they can eat, and enjoy fellowship and that type of thing. So, and I think that kind of kind of sets the whole atmosphere for what you're doing. Well, like I usually tell them after the music program, whether you're hungry or not, whether you want to eat anything or not, please come back and fellowship with us because that's as much uh, important to us as the singing program. So please. Spend some time with us. Yeah. What is the furthest a group has ever come to be? Mm. Uh, Ohio. Oh, really? I uh, think it's probably the, the farthest. Do you, name, you remember the name of the group? Um, it was a, a, a guy oh. and Marty Miller. Okay. And how'd that come about? He, well, he travels around, and I think we may have gotten contacted um, just in just randomly for some place that he was looking okay um for uh, a, a, a you know a time to to do a program while he was traveling and so we had him come oh well yeah that would have been a lot further than fort lauderdale we have a, one guy who's come several times from fort lauderdale really? to to do it and it's more of a um not just a children's program but he does a a program where he has a a dummy uh-huh. That he has as part of the program. Yes, yes. So. so he does that as part of his, his show? Mm-hmm. His, and, and, yeah. and is it good? I mean, it's very good. Is it? Yeah, he, he's very good. Now, yeah. does, does the, uh, the quote, dummy sing? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, was he by himself? It by himself. Really? Mm-hmm. How about that? Now, people like that that's coming from a long distance, they generally contact you, I would imagine. Yeah. And so, but um, otherwise, you're the person that schedules, right? Yes. And so, how do you do this? You just 
word of mouth. <laughs> I ask a lot of people, who do uh-huh. they know? I ask people if they've got a group they like to please let me know, and I'll reach out to them and see if we can get them to come and sing for us and for our people that, that come to our program. Now, how far out are you scheduled now? <laughs> I'm scheduled all the way through the end of this year, and I've got one month in 2025 already. Okay, so scheduled. You're, you're, you're ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to be because uh, you never know what's going to happen. And now you have uh, some in your back pocket just in case something happens and somebody can't go? Yes, we have that too. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure you have. I've got to. a list. Yeah. Now, have you ever had to cancel? Um, occasionally, but not the only time we've canceled really was. Last year when Easter fell on uh, the um, second, second Sunday, Sunday. yeah. Um, the only other time that we, m- I think we may have canceled during a little bit during COVID, uh-huh. um, and we started, we might have had a whole year that we were not doing second Sunday things because of everybody's right. fear. Of right, that. right, yeah, and, and most things were in, did, and as a matter of fact, when the uh, Gaither Vocal Band came to Tallahassee at the uh, All Nations Church. That's the first time they'd sang in over a year, and they were so happy mm-hmm. <laughs> just to be back on the platform. I mean, I mean, you talk about putting everything they had into it. It was a tremendous. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that's that's like their lifeblood, and yeah, yeah, uh, what keeps them pepped up. And I, I can't imagine not being able to sing. Yeah, together. Like I remember that. Bill Gaither talking about the. The pillows on the bed. You know how women like to put pillows on the bed. <laughs> yeah, he said he never had to deal with that because. And but now, and all of a sudden he said, "We do this every day." <laughs> and of course, I, my wife, she's the same way. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I remember him talking about that because he was home and he wasn't used to being home all the time. Right. But, but that's what that period of time did. And oh, it created whole new scenarios for everybody's life. Yeah, and uh, but a lot of the groups, you're right they they were not able to go out and, and do what they do, and sure they they got restless <laughs> and they were like I said they they were just happy to be able to come come somewhere and sing. The crowd wasn't as big as it had been the last time that they had came to Tallahassee, but they were just happy to be here. And and I would imagine you have experienced a lot of that with the groups. I know it. Uh, Going over to the American Legion, a lot of times, I think there was a little period of time there that we didn't have them, but not long. And then there was the times when they were requiring the mask and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, those are tough things to work around. But, uh, as, but as far as your scheduling, you, you just sit down and say, okay, who can I call now? And, and then do you have them come back like year after year? That type of thing? Some, some of the groups repeat. Um, almost every year, uh-huh. but, uh, we try to get new, uh, people in, uh, as well throughout the year. Um, you know, and some are just, especially the ones from far away may not come back in, but, you know, I'll find groups everywhere. <laughs> you know, uh, there's been so many good groups that have come in to the Florida Folk Festival that are gospel singers. They may sing something else at the folk festival, but I find out that they're really a family gospel group too. Uh-huh. The Bullard Brothers from over there in White Springs, that they're very, very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you say, hey, <laughs> I got this thing going on of, on the second Sunday night of the month, and you come. Right. And the Purvis Brothers from Monticello, Florida, 
they they've been there uh as their whole group uh-huh. and then they've been there to fill in for people who were missing some musicians right and and they just have been the most wonderful yeah we people. have that uh over the the legion the the Thompsons, uh, right? <laughs> my, uh, Kyle Petty's son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he'd come with the Thompsons. He'd come with the Fortress. <laughs> and then, yes, and, and they do that, especially when they're in a community where they're all fairly close to each other. And, uh, right, right. and, and you find that a lot of the singers they know one another. And I've noticed it uh, the two times that I've been down there with you that. The one, the fiddle player, he's been there for both times so far. Yeah, he fills in a lot because he's a very good fiddle player. He's local, and when somebody's missing someone in their group, they'll usually want to ask him to fill in. Now, does he come otherwise? He's one of our church members. Oh, I see. So he's usually there on Sunday. Yes, yes. And, and probably happy to play. Right. And, very. And, and he, you're right. He's very good. He's only in five or six other groups around town. <laughs> but he's yeah, yeah he's very popular and very yeah, good yeah yeah but i've noticed that the uh the, the other musicians were not the same from times past and, no and uh but it it's a it's a labor of love for you i'm sure and you have to invest time in this and uh uh you take care of the finances too are you, are you like the treasurer too well actually my partner in crime for the second sunday sing <laughs> is the treasurer of our church okay um but uh between she and i we we manage what we need to do as far as funding the money for the food and and you know we um, over time it has become more of a mission of the church where they're participating in uh, the financial end of it to help pay expenses for the groups that come. But initially, this was your vision. Yes. And and uh, you stepped out and you followed what you felt like God had you to do. And even if the support wasn't there, you're just trusting God. And, and, and to, to be able to have done it 16 years consistently, that's, that's what I call stepping out in faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always yeah. thought that there were enough people that there had to be enough people out there that felt like I did you know, that would get a blessing from music and that that was something we could provide for the community. Sure, sure. So why not? I, yeah. you know, so music's always been a big part of my life. Right. And the thing about it is that, and I've had to come to this because I do a show called Saturday Night Gospel Sing. Now, I know this is going to shock you, but not everybody loves Southern Gospel music. I, I can understand that. Probably are. <laughs> I don't see why. Me either. Because I am convinced that in heaven... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just being silly now, but I, but you know, not everybody does, and I've had to come to that realization. As a matter of fact, when I first started this show, the the Gospel on the Radio talk show, from the very beginning, I said I'm going to play a little gospel music along with the show. And my family and different ones, oh, you can't play that old music on the on your show. You just can't do that. I said, well. Watch me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've been doing it for, uh, was it 20, since 1992 is when we started this show. And I've, I've played Southern Gospel. And, and when, when I don't have a guest in the studio with me, I may play four songs on mm-hmm. this show. Right. And so far, so good. We're still doing it. And I'm not going to stop now. And one thing I said to, and I said to anybody who, who wanted to hear what I had to say, I said, look, I can play other styles of music, but you know my heart wasn't in it. And it would tell, because that's the thing about radio. Mm-hmm. Radio is very personal medium. People get to know you when they listen to you every week, 
and they know when you're faking and when you're not faking. Right. <laughs> and so if I'd have come in here and pretend like, oh, I love the contemporary music or whatever, they they see through it. <laughs> so one thing, if if you listen to this show, and my audience knows this, Pastor King loves Southern gospel music, <laughs> and, and I don't hide that at all. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the the great classics of music from the past. I think that's still around, and there's newer songs that are being written that are are great songs, and they can be incorporated into any music program. Yeah, you know we we call it worship music, and that's what we're doing with our. Program our music program, so hope that everybody will continue to support it. And the thing about it is that in the, in the years ago, I'm talking about years ago, a lot of these uh, people come out of the mountains, <laughs> and uh, they may not be able to read and write, but they can play those instruments. And that's always amazed me how people can just pick up an instrument. And you talk to some people, they go, oh, "How much? Uh, how many lessons did you have?" Oh, I never had a lesson. Just, just I said, "How in the world?" Does that happen? But they got a song in their heart, and they learn how to pick it, pick and play. <laughs> and uh, sometimes it's just amazing. There are many self-taught musicians, and the Tallahassee area abounds with musical talent sure. everywhere in every genre. You've you've got some fantastic musicians in this town. People need to get out and realize what we've got around Tallahassee. Yeah, I remember uh, I was. Like I've told you, I was in Pensacola before I came to Tallahassee, and uh, the Open Bible Church where I was uh, attending, they they'd have a lot of the uh, groups and stuff like that that would come, and uh, as a result, and I just fell in love with it. But then somewhere along the line, coming to Tallahassee, we tried doing Southern Gospel, it didn't really go over real well, and I kind of got away from it. But I was on a train up in North Carolina. Waiting to get on one of those uh, uh, steam trains, so I, you know, with the smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, in the wee hours of the morning, there was a group playing gospel music. And I just sit there and just tear come to my eyes. I said, you know, I really love this music. And I started getting more back into it. And and then I had a chance in, uh, was it 2016, to start the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, and I've enjoyed that absolutely immensely. <laughs> yeah, I've been surprised sometimes at places – um, stores, shops, or whatever that or restaurants that you can go into, and if you listen carefully, there'll be some in the background. In the background, there'll be some good <laughs> gospel music playing or songs out of the hymnals, and it's just a real calming, peaceful. I think so. Place to be. Now, some people say, "Well, they don't like the twang," but see, I like. It doesn't the twang. have to be twang, <laughs> though. I mean. Some people sing it with a, a lot of um, their own local accent. Right, which right, right. They, you know, they can't help. I, there's things I say because I'm from South Georgia that don't sound like anybody else. But, you know, I've had people trick me into saying the same word over and over again <laughs> so they can hear me right. say it that way. Right, right. But, you know, I, yeah. you know people yeah. just, I mean, I, you know, I, I enjoy listening to some yeah. of my friends. I live. I, I lived, grew up in Kentucky, and uh, when I when I got out of high school, I went to uh, Cincinnati Bible Seminary in Cincinnati. So we're just talking about just right across the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I started working in this parking lot, and people would come through, and I'd take the tickets, and I'd say something. They say, 
say that again. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about just right across the river. Exactly. <laughs> they, and, uh, and of course, in Cincinnati, they go, the, the, the I, they have a real strong I like that. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you have an accent too. No, 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 I don't have an accent. No, that's that's an yeah. accent. Even people in the, in the, in New York, they say they don't have an accent. Oh, yes, they do. Well, you can. I mean, I have friends in Quincy, and there's a definite different oh, yeah. accent there, very strong. I have some people that I met in certain parts of Alabama, and you know, when you hear that certain accent, where in Alabama they're from. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's and there's different ones for different areas, right. and it doesn't get much more country than down around Woodville. No, no, it's it's good and country there. That's light, night, and bright when you get down. To, and, yeah. and 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 which is amazes me because we're talking about in Tallahassee, we're talking about the capital city, all of these universities and all this stuff in the sophisticated Tallahassee. You go three miles outside of the city. It's a totally different environment. It can be, yes. Yeah. And, and it reflects in a lot of the music and stuff that you hear. The young lady that you had, not this last Sunday, uh, second Sunday, but the one before, she was from Live Oak. And I forget. Oh, her. yes. Tracy Starling. Tracy. She, you talk about country. That, she, that girl's got a country accent. And she's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. Beautiful voice, yeah. And, and, and uh, to me, it's a very appealing voice to right. listen, listen to her sing. But it's very, very country. But then again, I tell people, uh, you know, people who say, well, do they, do they like gospel? I say, we're talking about people who love country music. I say, right. if you love country music, you'll love gospel music because they're, they're kin. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like um, country worship music. Yeah. Well, of course, now, country music has changed. Uh, tremendously. Moder- yeah, we're, the, the, we're, the more we're talking about classic. Yeah, yeah. Because if I if I turn on the what's the circle, you know what the circle that comes on. Uh, yes, it used it? to come on. What I don't get it anymore. Yeah, it's a, over the air television. Mm-hmm. It's six point three, mm-hmm. and I think on Saturday night they show the uh, the opera, mm-hmm. and I'm, I listen to some of that sometimes. I say, no, that's not the country music that I grew up on. No, that's the 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 contemporary country music, if if that's even. Something that's allowed to be said together um, is is different. It's new country, right? Uh, and you know, there's a certain following of people that that like it. But to me, you know, yeah, um, don't but, call it country music if it's not country <laughs> music. But uh, but do you, in in the country music settings, mm-hmm. are there any artists out there that are still singing the old style country music? Um, Mo Pitney. If oh, really? You, if you've never heard of him, look him up. He wrote this or co-wrote the song that Glenda Sue sang uh, Sunday night. Here comes Jesus. Uh huh. Okay. And he does a wonderful job. He's very, very good. But now, is he real, real, real known? He's beginning to be. Okay. He is because if 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 at the uh, the opera in Nashville, if they're singing the more contemporary style, then where are they singing? Uh, the more traditional country music is there. Uh, there's there's venues there in Nashville that are that are are, are taking and um, enjoying the okay. the um, 
the new the new classic music, I should yeah. say. So, so it sounds to me like you have a background here to know something about some of these things. And one of the things that and we'll talk about this when we come back from the break that you are involved in is a. Uh, what did you call this? The, uh, the Songwriters? The Nashville Songwriters yeah. Association yeah. International. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. But right now, I ask uh, Barbara what kind of a favorite group. And, of course, she named one that I didn't have any music for it to begin with. But then <laughs> the, she said she also liked the Florida Boys, which I like the Florida Boys, yes, too. Yes, I do. And so this is called I Find Joy in Serving Jesus Every Day. Florida boys. Oh, I, I thank you joy. so much for that. I find joy in serving Jesus every day. And this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host. I'm also the pastor, Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. And we love visitors. You would just bless my heart so much if you come out and worship with us today. Bring your family. 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. We are between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're on Capital Circle heading toward Park Avenue, you cross over Easterwood, that's where you go into the Tom Brown Park. Keep on going. You'll see our sign on the right-hand side of the road. We're in a storefront there. Don't be looking for a traditional church in a storefront, but we do love visitors. 1105frcm.us. You can find us there on the web. Also, we don't want to forget to tune in every Saturday night here on 94.1 for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, a full hour of, the, I say, the best music on the planet. Right here, Southern Gospel style. We crank it up, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. And also the daily broadcast, Monday through Friday here on 94.1, the Gospel on the Radio broadcast. And that's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. All of that for you. And you can also find this show and the daily broadcast on the podcast. And all you have to do is to type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. And it'll come up, and there's all kinds of content there for you. Uh, like I tell you, a lot of times if you're traveling and you want to listen to some podcast on the way, I'll get you there and I'll get you back, and we still won't be out of content yet. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff on there for you. So make sure you do that. And uh, also... Don't forget to join us every Sunday morning here on 94.1 for the Gospel on the Radio talk show. That's the show that we are doing right now with Barbara Faircloth Harless. And she is, a, as I said, a fellow lover of Southern Gospel music. She's also the lady that's been instrumental in putting together for 16 years. Uh, second Sunday night of the month, Gospel Sing at the Woodville Methodist Church. And I just don't. I mean, we haven't even told people how to find the church. No, we didn't. And that's pretty easy to do if you get down 363 to Woodville and get to the Ace Hardware store and take a right. And if you're coming from the south end, you would take a left. Right. (laughs) There between the Baptist Church and Ace Hardware. Go to the old Woodville Highway, and we're right across the bike trail. Right behind the Baptist Church, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I always find to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very easy to find, and you won't have any trouble at all. That's uh, What's the number of that road? It's uh, 9400 Old Woodville Highway, and it is um, 
6 p.m. on the second Sunday of every month. Okay. And uh, if you don't know where the road she's talking about, that it's, it's called Woodville Highway. And if you're on Capitol Circle, let's say you're coming around the circle heading, uh, it'll be west, I guess, take a left. Or if you're coming out of the, come straight down Monroe Street. Right. Monroe, it's Monroe Street until it gets to Capitol Circle and go. then it becomes Highway 363. Okay. Yeah. Just Monroe Street. Just follow it right on. Just keep on going. And you'll get into the little burg there, the big city of Woodville. You'll right. know you. We you'll have know one you. traffic light now. <laughs> well. That's that's better than Jefferson County. They don't have any in the whole county. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're getting up in the world and such. No, right. No, well, you'll, you'll know when you're in Woodville. And like I say, keep on going until you see the Ace Hardware and the Baptist Church. You're going to turn right in between the two of them. And then you go one block, and you kind of cross over that little, uh, which is old Woodville Highway. Right. And the Methodist Church is right there. Beautiful church. Just a beautiful uh, uh, building. Uh, I always love when I go to church, that you can see they're very well maintained and a lot, a lot of pride in keeping the facility up like that. And uh, But that's not very old. The building's not very old. How, how long? Mm, well, our building, original building, burned uh, back in the 80s, late 80s. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's a number of years old now, but, um, you know, it's just such a – Sweet sanctuary. It really is. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's really gorgeous. It really is. And uh, okay, now let's talk about this. This the Nash. What call it now? Was it Nashville Songwriters Association you International? You said better than I do. Nashville we, Songwriters we a, Association. Yeah, yeah, we have a Tallahassee chapter here, yeah. and I have some um, some really um, interesting members. Uh, we have a good number of, of uh, members, and you can be a member. Uh, in person or attend meetings uh, through Zoom, but uh, we we like to encourage music creation uh-huh. through the Songwriters Association. Okay, now, yeah, it's, it's, there's got to be more to it than just that. I mean, you meet together, so you just have meetings here. We have meetings once a month. Do you all sponsor different uh, singings and things of that nature? We haven't yet, but we're going to have some workshops. We are just changing our meeting location to a facility that's uh, available to us from the Council on Cultural Arts over uh, off of Railroad Avenue. Okay. And we'll be meeting there uh, from now on, once a month, on the third Monday at 6.30 p.m. Okay, that's uh, Railroad Avenue. It's right there by the railroad, and there's there's a, there's a little hub there. Mm-hmm. It has all kinds of craft shops. Is that where we're talking about? No, we're not talking about Railroad Square that okay. has all the craft shops. It's okay. actually um, more of a municipal-type building, but there's a hotel on the corner of Railroad and Gaines. Right. This is the next building next to going towards the railroad crossing uh, on the right. And they the group's nickname is called COCA, C-O-C-A. Okay. And it's at a place, the building is called Dami Station, D-O-M-I okay. Station. Okay. I'm trying to picture this in my mind. I go through there quite often. I know that if you're coming from the university, coming down that road, which is, is that railroad? No. Um, Brevard. Is that Brevard? No. Um, there, there's, depends on exactly. Yep. Where, where you're coming from well, on the okay. university. It's changed so much down there. Yeah, now. let's take it from the from the Shell Station. It's right on the corner. Okay. We're, it's we're, south of Gaines Street, so okay. you'll okay. keep going down Railroad Avenue 
like maybe a block. Okay. And it's on the right. Do you cross the railroad? No. Before no. you get to the railroad. Okay. Before you get yeah, to I the think railroad. I, I think I got, there's another gas station there. You're kind of right behind it. There's a, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's a gas station on the other. When you cross over Gaines, there's a gas station right to your right. And so you're kind of back behind. Well, there used to be. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if it's still there. There's it, a hotel there now. Yeah. Well, no, uh, the hotel's on the other side. The words, the no, no, no. There's another hotel now. A new hotel. Yes, that's why I say I don't <laughs> okay. think that station uh, we'll, is there anymore. We'll just check it out the next time yeah. we go, <laughs> go through there. But I think I got the basic idea. So yeah. anyway, tell us when that meeting happens. Uh, it happens the third Monday of every month. At what time? At 6.30 p.m. Okay. And anybody's welcome to come? Yes. And whether they sing or they... they right. If you write songs uh, but don't have a melody for what you've written... You might could team up with somebody that is good on uh, musical creation. Wow. You know, if maybe you're a lyric writer only, maybe you can do both well. If you have something you want to share, you can bring it and, and share at the meetings. Now, what is your role in all this? I am one of the coordinators of the okay. local chapter. Or are you one of the, person, the people who had a vision for this too? No, I actually joined. It had been in existence for many years, our local chapter, okay. Nashville Songwriters Association, or the Nashville organization has been around for many years, okay. and the Tallahassee chapter has been here in Tallahassee for many years, and I actually learned about it by okay. accident Okay, uh, and joined. So you decided to show up one day? Yeah. Okay, and how did that go for you the first time you went? Well, it's you know it's kind of um, gets you out of your your shyness. Sometimes Uh Uh, it helps you have some support from fellow musicians that know how difficult it is to to make yourself vulnerable by Uh sharing something that you've created that you might think somebody else might laugh at. But it, it doesn't work out that way because there's only um, constructive criticism given and help given okay. in these chapters. Now, this brings me to a question. Are you a musician? Yes, okay. I am also a musician. Uh, so we had got to that part. We had talked about that. So what do you do? You play? You um, sing? I, I play a guitar. You do? And I sing, and I'm trying to learn some other instruments. Okay. I have too many instruments that I don't know how to play. I can. Uh, I do have a ukulele, really? which seems to be quite a popular thing here in town. Uh-huh. There's a really neat ukulele group here in town. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever participate on the second Sunday night of the month at the Methodist Church? Um, I have in the past, but not lately. Okay. But now, do you practice a lot or play a lot? Uh, I am in two different music circles one on Monday nights and one on Thursday nights. And what do you do there? Just sit in a circle and uh, take turns playing and singing. <laughs> um, you know, going around in the circle and uh, and sharing cover songs. Mostly on those two groups, it's it's just cover songs. Yeah. In our Nashville Songwriters Association, uh, it's all original music that you yeah. somebody has written. So, so you're. You go to this group, and and you y'all just sit around and pick and play. Yeah, it's just a jam session. Okay. Um, one of them uh, meets at a private home. It's kind of a private group. The other one is at St. Paul's United Methodist Church, really? and it's a long term group that's been meeting um, 
used to meet at Timberlane Road Church of Christ uh-huh. years ago. That's when I first met them and started going. And then it moved to another location, and now it's at St. Paul's. They see what what you do when you listen to the, uh, the gospel music show like this, or actually a talk show like this. You learn all kinds of things. <laughs> so we, we, you would not have known this otherwise. Most people never heard of this. I've never heard of it. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of jam groups around town. Uh, there's one that meets at Little Italy on Tuesday evenings, and you know several other places. Huh. Uh, there's house concerts here in this town that really? it's kind of hard to find out about some of them, but evidently <laughs> they're, they're, they're very good. Now, there are churches, I don't know whether it's still happening or not, that will have uh, meetings where you anybody wants to come play or sing, they can. It's, it's not like what you do where you generally have a featured group that will be the featured artist for that particular Right. Day. This is like anybody who, if you play an instrument, you're welcome to come. An open mic night, so, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've never been to one of them. Now, I did go to one that met in a house where they were doing just that. Just everybody, was everybody, anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. You bring your instrument, you get a chance to play and sing. But this was happening at a church somewhere down in Wakala County. I heard about it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't even know whether they're still doing it or not. But that's that type of thing. And I've, we have a church in Pensacola on Cantonment. They, they do mm-hmm. that, and they've been doing it for years. A friend of mine down in Tampa, or actually Largo, and they've started doing this for a couple of years now. There's, they have the one particular Saturday night of the month. They just invite everybody to come, to bring your instrument, and just play. And I right. guess they have a good time. So There used to be one up in Bainbridge that, that did that. I don't think they're doing it anymore. Huh? But um, I had heard that there was a church up there that yeah, great time that, of fellowship, yeah. I'm sure, and, and people who uh, uh, maybe they're kind of new and they get a chance to play and they get better. <laughs> so it's, it's a, that's an opportunity to be able to share your talents in that type of setting. A lot of times to grow. I know back when I used to do, uh, we had an event called Sunfest. We used to do for young people, but mm-hmm. part of the event was. Saturday afternoon, they would be talent. And I'd watch these young people come, and they'd play, play the piano, you know, it'd be kind of rough. But then I'd watch them grow. And the next thing you know, four or five years, boy, they're just really doing it. So an opportunity like that where people could just come and uh, put themselves out there. And, and you said it a few minutes ago, the people are n- nothing but supportive. Right, because when I first started learning to play the guitar, um, you know, I was very shy about anything. I just came and listened. Uh-huh. And then I got encouraged to bring my guitar and I sat behind everybody else <laughs> and was not in the circle, but right. I started practicing yeah. playing with other people. And then eventually I moved into the circle. So it can take a while. Now, how long have you been playing the guitar? Mm. Well, 10 or 12 years right now, I'm not any good. Well, <laughs> I so mean, it's I'd, still fairly recent. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fairly recent. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to play guitar. But I've always all of my loved life. music. <laughs> and and uh, I was talking to a gentleman uh, Sunday night at the down there at the Methodist Church, the guitar player, mm-hmm. and I was asking him about how long he'd been playing. He said he'd been playing for a long, long, long time. But I was asking about the strumming. I I never was able to master the strumming. I could do the frets, but I could not strum. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you tell somebody like that? Well, you just have to keep 
working at it and uh, learning the timing of the rhythm uh, so that you can can and watch other people uh-huh. uh, you know just you don't have to be the loudest one in the crowd and that's better if you're not um but you know you can quietly work on it and watch somebody else the way they're they're doing and just kind of model yourself after huh. after someone well, that's that, encouraging that you enjoy i tell people uh, who listen to my saturday night gospel singing i say i'm the i play the i'm the pusher of the buttons <laughs> and i do that very well <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, musicians amaze me. People who can play the piano, people who play by ear, that just absolutely just fascinates me that somebody can just hear the songs and play. And I have uh, two cousins that live in Kentucky. They're sisters. One of them, now they're like eight years difference in age, but one of them plays by ear, and she can play anything. The other one, you got to have a book. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever... I I pretty much sing by ear. If I have a piano playing, um, if they hit a wrong note, so will I, yeah. because I follow the music that they're playing. But I've learned a lot by just being in these music circles, um, and and we have people who come in knowing very little about how to coordinate playing a guitar and singing at the same time, and they're doing wonderfully now, and they've really? got more confidence in themselves. And they're participating because more. because they come to the meetings. Yeah, and, and well, you know, talking about the music circle. Yeah, on Thursday night, uh, it it's been very beneficial for a lot of us huh. uh, to to join in. That, that support, mm-hmm. that support people, people who are maybe a seasoned musician having sympathy for the person who's not and willing to help them out. I think that's just an amazing thing. Yeah, and and not passing judgment right. on somebody who's trying to learn, but encouraging um, and and trying to teach you how to hear the music to know when to go to the next chord, you know, instead of trying to watch somebody else. Right. And that's that's a part of to where it becomes just natural mm-hmm. after a while. You just you just you don't have to think about it. You just do it. Absolutely. And that's when you start getting better. Yeah. It's when you start, when you stop thinking about it and you just, you just float with the rhythm of the song. It's like, it, you know, everything, it takes about 20 days before something becomes repetitive in your mind and for your brain waves to train your finger muscles and your hand muscles to do a certain thing. And, right. and, and once you, you know, if you will just slowly keep practicing, you know, for at least 20 days on a chord or a, a whatever kind of finger fig configuration you want, then you'll be amazed after about 20 days. You'll do it automatically and you, you just be wow. surprised. 20 days. Yeah. Really? About 20 days. How about this? Kind of like driving a car, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Learn how to drive a car. Yeah. <laughs> You, you just you just taught me something I'd never even realized. In twenty days, I could play the guitar. Yes, if I stayed you, with it. You could you can actually play it sooner than twenty days, to, to some extent. Yes. Well, I'm 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 challenged because <laughs> <laughs> you know you have to pick out a few chords and practice them over and over again. Let me just tell the audience you're tuned to the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host and. Uh, well, we always have a good time here on Sunday mornings. I appreciate you so much for tuning in and I hope that you are enjoying the things that we're talking about. Uh, Barbara Faircloth 
Harless. Harless. That's something that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, she is a lover of Southern gospel music. She's a, a visionary because she had the vision to start this uh, gospel sing on the second Sunday night of the month at the Woodville Methodist Church and, and uh, other things that you're involved in. But uh, you talked about the Folk Festival. What is that about? I've been a volunteer at the Florida Folk Festival over in White Springs for about 12 years and found out that through some other people. Don't know how I missed it all these years of my life because I would have enjoyed it for many years. Yeah. But I go over and volunteer and help with uh, some part of the, the programs. They They just have a... Um, eight or ten stages of music over there that uh, they have performers all day long on those stages. And this happens once a year or what? This happens on Memorial Weekend Memorial, every year. Like the Saturday? Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. And so how, what is the, the setup? You've got a stage? They have, like I said, about eight or ten stages. They have a big amphitheater. Oh, okay. And the amphitheater is used for special guest artists like Billy Dean or oh, some a big of the deal. Um, um, John Anderson, yeah. or you know, the, all the the big groups do the performances there on uh, the evening program. Okay, so this is kind of like the National Quartet Convention, in it, where they have different um, stages and uh, well, yes, yeah, it's, it's the featured groups. It's more. Well, this is more of a. I mean, it's a folk type festival. Uh-huh. Um, there are certain stages that have the gospel music on them and certain stages that have more um, cultural music. Right, right. Um, now, White Springs, that's over on 75, isn't it? Right? It's, off of, it's north of 75 on, um, I think, I think 441 runs through White Springs. Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, yeah. So, 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 where is it like the fairgrounds or something like that? Well, I said north of 75, didn't I? Yeah. Actually, I 10. It's north of I 10 uh, off of 75. It would actually be south of I 10, I think. South. No, no, White Springs is north of I 10. Okay. So, I'm getting confused with something else then. Yeah. Okay. So if you if you if you're heading I ten toward Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you take a left toward Georgia. Yes. Okay. Then I'm totally different place than what I was thinking of. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at first it's on Memorial Day weekend. Yes. So so never heard of that either. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful place to go and uh, see some crafts, uh, workshops that are put on by uh, other musicians and songwriters and different people. Um, food vendors, craft vendors, wow. uh, and, and wonderful keep, music. All this keeps you busy, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's, but it, it, everything it, that you, we've talked about here relates around your love for music. Yes, almost everything I do every day huh. has something to do with music. How about that? Now, have you ever played your guitar for like a church services? Yes, I have done that before too. Um, occasionally, when you know there was. Um, special music. Um, sometimes you know, individuals in the church would would do special music, and uh, I've, I've participated in because that. Because I've been told that playing hymns on a guitar is more difficult than regular songs. Is that true? Some of them are very hard. Christmas songs are impossible. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> yeah. impossible. Yeah. Uh, but most of the other songs. You can adapt. You may have to leave out a few chords if you're if you if you're just used to doing the major chords. You might have to leave out a few chords in some of the songs. Really, but it 
it still can work. Well, I know that uh, uh, this lady used to play for us, our church here. She's talking about, oh, Christmas hymns, playing on a piano. She said, those are, those are the hardest things to play. And we had a we had another lady in the church that's a pianist, and she generally during Christmas she just let her just do all the the Christmas hymns because I understand that they're hard. They are, and, yes. Uh, but I've I've known of people who have who have done the hymns and they've learned how to do it. But everybody who's ever done that says, yeah, that was kind of a tough uh, thing to learn how to do. So what is it about the Christmas hymns that makes them so hard? I, I don't really know, but um, they they have some different chords and and all in them that. People don't like to play. <laughs> you know, so. Well, okay, this is what I'm seeing about, about you and your life. You're the type of person that you see something you want to do, you just do it, don't you? I try. <laughs> now, where does that come from? Is that, is that like a, your mother, your father, were they just real tenacious and you just learned that from them? Or how did you pick that um, up? A little of both of them, I guess. My mother was very um, busy woman. Had you know, She worked hard uh, and worked a lot. Uh, all her life, she mowed her own grass till she was ninety-five years old. Really? <laughs> so, um, and and had that attitude that she could do anything. Right. Uh, and she was determined, and she felt like she could, if she didn't know it, she could learn it, or she could read it in a book and figure it out. I love that. <laughs> That's where my mother was that way, and I get a lot of my tenacity from her. And uh, in my book that I wrote. I tell her, says, my mother had a saying. She said, "Can't never did do nothing." That's right. I've <laughs> heard then, that a lot. And, and then her other thing was, you tell her she can't do. She said, "Just watch me." Exactly. <laughs> and, and she would. She was that type of person. And and well, that's a that's a great trait to have in a parent to instill that in you because like when you when you started this uh, gospel singing at the Methodist Church on the second Sunday night of the month, did it ever occur to you that you could fail? No, because I, you know, I wasn't counting numbers. Uh-huh. That was not the the um, measure of success, right? As far as how many people came, it was just that we offered something, and whoever came, you know, was fine, right? And that's to me, that's the great spirit to have. You know, we're doing this as a ministry, and and also you take yourself out of it. Because this is not about me being successful. This is me just doing something for God and something that's going to be beneficial um, because you never know how that music is going to touch somebody. Right. I, I think music can reach people in so many different ways um, that would not normally uh, have anything touch them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Music has that away. And, and with the words, even in the... Saturday Night Gospel sing when I'm playing these songs and I'm hearing the words and how the words are affecting me as I'm sitting here listening to them and I comment on that between, uh, between songs because as, as God uses those songs to minister to me, I'm just praying that God's using those same songs to touch whoever's listening out there in the radio audience and music has that ability to do that. Not only in the music itself, but in the words. That are being uh, said during the time that we're singing. So music gives you the opportunity to preach in such a way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it it does bring a message. Yes, it does. That people may receive that message where they may not listen to, quote, a sermon. Right. You get a sermon in the song. Right. And uh, most Christian songs are that way. I I, I joke a lot of times on the the Saturday Night Gospel singing, I said, 
Well, gospel music, we talk a lot about heaven. <laughs> I mean, one of the big themes of gospel music is either the rapture of the church or heaven. But I said, look, heaven is an important place. We, we believe in heaven. So, yeah, we sing about it. And we, but we sing about so many different aspects of the gospel, and it's, it's, and it's portrayed in those songs. Basically, the Bible is being sung about, <laughs> and of course, we're singing about the Lord as well. Right, and so many songs, uh, portions of them, maybe the initial start of a song comes from a part of a scripture sure. in, you know, in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can find that in so many songs. Or, or some event of the Bible. Where the, you know, yes. the, the, a lot of songs about David <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. Paul. You have a lot of that. All right, now, we're getting down to the end of the show here, so we, let's, let's give them all the information. Okay. Uh, tell them where the church is, what you're doing, everything. Woodville United Methodist Church is located in Woodville, Florida, on the old Woodville Highway right behind the Baptist Church. Turn between Ace Hardware and the Baptist Church to get to it. Uh, the... Tallahassee chapter of Nashville Songwriters Association meets at the uh, Dommy Station at off of Railroad Avenue, south of Gaines Street, on the third Monday night at six thirty p.m. Um, the Thursday night music circle meets at St. Paul United Methodist Church at six o'clock. Every a lot, week. A lot of things for people to do. Mm-hmm. Now, do you by any chance have a website or anything that has to do with the uh, first or second of the month gospel uh, The Nashville Songwriters Association has a website. Our Second Sunday Sing has a page that I have um, created just with basic information. Is that on Facebook? It's on Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And, uh, and the, the Thursday Night Circle doesn't have anything, but there's a lot of circles around town. Uh, jam sessions or whatever for music. Okay. So on the uh, Sex Sunday Night Gospel Sing, what is the Facebook? What's it called? The Second Sunday Night Month Gospel Sing? Second Sunday Sing. Second Sunday Sing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's what you look for on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we've had to talk about gospel music and talk about the Lord. Father God, I do pray, that, Lord, that you would use this event on the second Sunday night of the month. God, that you would just touch people through it. Lord, continue to encourage those who are doing it. Father, make the finances available. And, Lord, to you be the glory and to you be the praise. Father, we do pray over our city. We pray over Tallahassee. We pray over America. Father, we pray for peace in this world. We pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to be on the show. I've enjoyed it so Amen. much, too. And until next uh, Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.